TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated in helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I am Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and my champion mindset partner in crime, Marcus Pierce. LT, how are you, man? I am very, very well. I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm actually in Singapore as you listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm taking my own advice from the uh, last podcast that we did when we talked about the importance of having downtime. And uh, I'm um, taking downtime with my family, being away. I uh, had a pretty uh, amazing quarter. It's been fun. It's been a great, great, crazy journey. Now you've and been halfway around the world in the last 12 weeks. I have. I've been, um, I've been traveling a lot this year, as I mentioned in the last episode. Um, and I'm really enjoying it, though. Really enjoying it. Missing my family, of course. But, uh, you know, all doing great things for, you know, the, for, I think for my profession, for myself, and you know, for for people, so I'm I'm really excited. Well, like you said, um, you are taking your own advice. Last week, you were telling us all about the benefits of putting the holidays together every twelve weeks and uh, making that the first thing that you do. So, like you say, even though the challenge is of missing family, when you are able to say, "Well, Karen, let's take the kids over to Singapore for a week," um, and it doesn't have to be Singapore, like you said last uh, on the last episode, it can just be. Um, just to the next town, just anywhere that's out of the day-to-day life. I mean, you're a shining example of what, not just taking your own advice, but actually doing what's important to you know to earn the right to get that downtime. Mm, well, exactly right. I mean, I uh, I've been working hard, and and I you know, like I said, everybody do do need some downtime. But the problem is, is though, in this episode, we're going to talk about something completely different, which is the exact opposite: is what happens when you are actually on the go when you're pumping it through you know when you got to put your head down and actually start doing the work um you know i find that people get pretty stressed out nowadays don't you yeah well this is the thing i mean everything is so quick you just cannot it's almost like um the 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 consequences of slowing down when everything is happening are too dire so everyone is always on the go all the time on the phones on the emails on the ipads on the macbooks whatever it is we're just go 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 and um i really you know that's why we did the podcast a couple of weeks ago that having downtime is an art form but what we thought we'd talk about today is the actual cultivating the art of cruising along nicely from i suppose really from a mindset perspective of actually being calm in the face of everything else happening Mm. there's a real art to that isn't there i mean you're a good example i mean why don't you tell us about new zealand because you've had a very busy time um you've just been in new zealand for for four days um why don't you, you why don't you share? I mean, I'll, I'll actually share a bit for you because for those that don't know, Lawrence was invited to speak to um, to at one of the most prestigious events in the chiropractic world, and that is Lyceum, which is held in New Zealand every year at the New Zealand College of Chiropractic. But LT, why don't you tell us about you know um, share some of your stories because the one story I do want to hear of and. Um, is is jumping off what's i don't know the name of the town yeah, sky sky city um tell us about sky city and yeah. then um and then let's wind it into to our topic yeah so one of the things is you know I, i've gone to new zealand for, from perth where i'm from is, is not just a 
uh, skipping a jump. It's, you know, I think it's eight, eight hours going there and, you know, I have to take, you know, a couple of flights there going there and then eight hours coming back. So it's, you know, it's not halfway around the world, but it's, you know, it's pretty far. Um, but I was only there for, you know, I, I tell patients like, oh, yeah, I was just in New Zealand on the weekend, you know, because <laughs> I was only there for like three days. <laughs> so but I was in the furthest, you know, some guy, um, Ross McDonald, uh, you know, he he flew from Edinburgh, uh, Scotland for just like four, 36 hours, you know, and wow. I think his travel time was like 40 hours. <laughs> so, you know, he, that, that's that's commitment. That's commitment. Um, so, I mean, coming to going to New Zealand was, was a great experience. I mean, just being able to spread the message and, and really just being able to, to uh, just talk to amazing, amazing people. It's just it's uh, and being on the same stage with um, just amazing chiropractors and speakers is an, is an honor. It's a true honor. But I definitely got some couple of stories to tell you. I think one of the stories is, is that when I went to New Zealand, uh, I went there probably like five, six years ago. It's my fourth time in New Zealand and the last time I went there I went to this thing uh, this place called Sky City Sky City is like this big long uh, high tower in the middle of Auckland it's beautiful like it's just you can see everything from the top like any tower you know any in any big city you can see you know miles of mountains and stuff and and I didn't realize this that New Zealand has like 55 volcanoes like it's oh, crazy yeah. yeah yeah I didn't know this uh, one until I got up to the top but anyway, so when you go up to the top of, uh, not all active, of course, but um, when you go up to the top, there's a thing that called, uh, you can do a, 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 a sky jump. And the sky jump is basically, you, you, like if you're t- sitting on the top of the tower, you see the sign, it goes, jumper ready in three minutes. I'm like, jumper ready? <laughs> What's happening? And the next thing you see, like 30 second countdown, and this guy literally just jumps off the building. And you go, holy crap. And, uh, so that was like five, five, six years ago. And I, call, and I always thought to myself, like if I ever go back to Auckland, I want to do that. And so this time I did. So I made a commitment that I'm going to go jump off the tower, top of Sky City. So basically, you're about 192 meters up up in the air, um, and you walk off this plank. Like this plank is sort of like this, you know, like walking off. A, I don't know. I guess we would imagine if you have to walk off a plank off a pirate ship or something. But this time you're at 192. <laughs> just dangling. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. 200 but you're 100, yeah, 200 meters up in the air, and you're looking down. Like literally, there's like a little tar- red target on the bottom, right? Oh, so do you see the cars moving? Is it? Oh like, yeah, yeah. You see like ants moving, right? So, like or cars like ants, and uh, you you know you see the cars moving, but you, you don't really see the people but it's pretty crazy like it's a it's a full-on fear and in a sense palms just listening to the story <laughs> well the thing is is that the crazy thing is that you know when you're when you step on the edge like it's okay right until you kind of get your toes off the edge and she says hold on to your left hand side and hold on to the right and you got to lean forward because you don't want to hit yourself you don't hit hit the side of the plank or anything so you literally got to lean forward and she's got to hold on to you obviously you're strapped in it's not a total bungee jump okay so just you know don't freak out it's not a total free fall but basically that as you jump off there's a you know a wire that's going to you know hold you down and lower you down the hall the way through but pretty fast so we're not talking slow we're, you know you do go i can't remember like 80 kilometers per hour or something like that close to 100 kilometers per hour and so basically as you lean forward what's weird about it is that every part of your body like every cell in your body says what are you doing like you are crazy you should not be out here you know this is not natural now you got to remember i'm not a big fan of heights Okay, so not many people know that I'm not a big fan of heights. Um, I, 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 my, my stomach kind of turns if I'm on the second level of a shopping center looking really? down at the glass. Yeah, yeah. If I'm on a second level, like I'm okay, but if I look through glass, like if I'm looking down, like I don't freak out or anything, but I, my stomach kind of just go, will kind of get that jittery feeling. So, so height has always been like one of those fear challenges for me. I'm not freaking out like I'm not have to stand on the edge or anything, but 
for me, like that's just for me. I do, I do this stuff is because I want to push myself. I want to push myself in the comfort zone because you gotta you gotta be to stretch your comfort zone because otherwise you're just gonna stay in the same spot in the same place in life, right? So when I'm out there hanging on, and when she says, you know, count to three, you have to let go, and I'm like, <laughs> I literally turn back to her. I go. Do I have to let go? Like, I don't want to let go. Well, like, how long do you crazy. want to stand up on the plank for, LT? Yeah, ex- uh, exactly. But that's the thing, right? Is that when you're looking in front of you that, and you're basically staring, oh, well, not death in your face, but it's, you know, it's it's just ground. Like, there's nothing there. You don't see anything but, you know, you just... Imagine if the, she said, what do you think? Are you, do you think you're here for a haircut? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I was actually more worried about my hair being, you know... <laughs> being ruined <laughs> with the wind uh, you see that on the video it's actually pretty oh, funny that's awesome. um, anyway so as I lean forward but what I was thinking is that you know when you're all of us when we're stuck in in terms of doing our thing you know pushing forward to whatever goals we're trying to do oftentimes we, we get swallowed up by um, the, all the stuff that actually is happening you know we get swallowed up by the stress we swallow, get swallowed by you know the, 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 the enormity of the goal but oftentimes, like, you know, you got to make a decision to say, you know, i got to keep going. Like, I just got to do it. I just got to let go. And it's always that moment of decision that that's the greatest learning yeah. is just letting go. And for me, it was I knew like something in my brain, you, like you had to override that fear to say, let go. Like, you know, everything's going to be okay. Because everything was telling you to not do it. Yeah, because every part of your body, because that's human. I mean, that's. I've got Karen at home. I've got the kids at home. I've got practice at home. I've got businesses. I've got consequences. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) But your logical brain says, like, what do you. you, Don't be stupid. Like, you got. You're harnessed in. You're safe. You know, know, it's not like, you know, you're making. I'm not. It's not a safety issue, right? Because it's not a safety zone, because I'm not going to do or die, right? It's just more. It's in your head. Like, are you going to take the challenge and jump off? Are you going to be willing to let go? You know, because you know everything from a safety perspective, you're going to be safe. It's a matter of just comfort zone. Are you willing to stretch your comfort zone or not? And so there's a split second decision. And I think today what we're going to talk about is that you got to make decisions. As you push through this, you got to learn to just let go and just make the decision to take action and move forward. And um, I think that's important. It's an important lesson. So when you, because that's when the greatest learning occurs, is when you just let go of everything and just keep going what you're doing, in pursuit of your goals and your dreams, it ends up happening is that you start to learn so much about yourself. You start to learn the best feelings in the world and you go, wow, like that was incredible. What I didn't tell you is that, you know, I went back up there to the top after I was done in the afternoon. Like I went to, had some lunch, came back and I did something called a skywalk. And the skywalk is basically like they have this like um, sort of a little pa- like a I guess little metal grate that goes around the tower, and you literally can walk along the edge of the tower without with no handrails. Like there's no oh handrails anywhere. Like it's just basically you're just walking <laughs> on the on the rail, and you walk all along the tower. And it was what's the deal with the no handrails? Oh, it's. Oh, you're hooked in, like harnessed in on oh, top, right, like from right, front right, and like right. up on the top. I, you had but, me, you had me. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> there's no handrail, but it's, it's nothing it like it. No, it's it's not like you know. I don't know if anybody's ever climbed the Sydney Harbour uh, Bridge, right? The so Sydney Harbour Bridge is you know pretty freaky up at the top, but the thing is that you're you're always enclosed. This is like literally you're not enclosed at all. You're free and open in the air. And so it's pretty freaky, you know, when you lean across, like you literally do lean. <laughs> uh, we, we do some challenges up there and, and it's pretty fun. But the thing is, like I said, pursuing your goal and pursuing your dreams does take a lot of 
there's a lot of fear that comes into people's head. Um, there's a lot of challenges that come, you know, facing you. But the thing is, is that all challenges, all obstacles in life has to have, it has to be difficult. If it's not difficult, you wouldn't pursue it, would you? It wouldn't be a great challenge to overcome if it wasn't difficult to achieve. I would just wouldn't be satisfied. I think mm-hmm. that's, the, and that's really, I mean, let's get to the crux of it. That's why a lot of people are uh, um, lacking satisfaction in life or lacking fulfillment is because what's a vision or what's a cause or what's a purpose or what's a challenge or whatever it is, what is it that's big enough to make us feel fulfilled like as you said like when you jump off the sky tower like you're not just walking down a couple of flights of stairs you're jumping off a plank from 192 meters up Hmm. so you're choosing something big um but the question i had sorry i'll tell you just gonna ask you like when did you i know you said you were there five or six years ago and you always said that you were going to go back and do it but um you know everything starts with a decision when did you decide this time around that you were doing it? Was it when you were asked to speak at Lyceum, you were like, oh, well, when I go there, I'll definitely do it again? Um, or was it like, was it a decision you made a month ago when you just, you know, you've been in a busy patch of your life and you thought, I just need to break the break the pace of everything by just almost like shocking your whole nervous system um, to doing something extreme? Like, when did you decide that you were going to do this? Um, I don't think I decided to do it uh, until I was actually, you know, booking accommodation for, for Auckland. You know, oh, yeah. and I remember it was just, you know, booking accommodation in Auckland. I was trying to decide where to stay. Should I stay in the city or because the conference was, you know, about 10, 20 minutes away from the city. And should I stay there? And I thought, no, I want to take a look around because I had like sort of half a day. I had a day to look around before I had to, to do the my obligations within the, the conference. And um, so I said, no, no, I'm going to stay in the city and just look around and, you know, just. And, and I thought, well, what can I do? And I, re- I remembered like all those years ago, I'm like, oh, the jump. I thought <laughs> I should do that, and then you know, part of your brain goes like, "Are you daredevil?" Was yeah, his you know, honestly, like I've I I was always been a pretty scary cat. Like most of my life, even as a as a kid and teenager, I used to hate going on roller coasters. You know, I, I, that's how like petrified. You know, because you were scared about your hair, though, wasn't it? I was, yeah. I didn't want to ruin my hair. <laughs> But, you know, for me, it's, you know, the last few, you know, the last few years, you know, this is before kids. Um, now I got a bit more fear now because of the kids, um, because I'm a father and I don't want to, you know, push the edge too much. I'm not that I'm a daredevil at all. Like I know a lot more people who are more, you know, challenge themselves a lot more than I do. But, you know, going like hang gliding, you know, that was I did that in, in down in Queenstown in New Zealand last time I was there. And then I did it again in Byron Bay. And that's. You know, it's pretty freeing to do that and pretty scary at the same time. But it's amazing when I, I recognize that when you do something like that, that it's fearful, but yet you know it's going to be safe. It does pushes your boundaries and it allows you to be able to think. You see the world a completely different manner. Like I think you see the world differently and you'd be able to kind of push through things that you never thought able to. A lot of our, a lot of us, I think we keep ourselves in a, in a, in a tight comfort zone area and we don't push them beyond boundaries because we just think that we can't do it. Now, all of us know that, you know, if you went uh, bungee jumping or if you went, you know, jumping off the sky tower or hand gliding or whatever, any fear-based stuff, you know, you inside your head, you know, you just tell yourself, I can't do it. I can't do it. But every part of your body, like your logical brain says, well, you know, everybody else has done it. You know, people have done it and everybody's safe. And yeah. You know, it's going to be safe. Yeah. You know, you're going to be strapped in and whatever. But the thing is, the learning lesson is is whether you decide to actually take action or not. 
you know, and the thing is a lot of times that we stop, our, we stop ourselves. It's not, no one else is stopping us. No one's saying, don't do it. It's just you up there and making a decision whether you're going to decide to step off or not. Right. You spoke about this a lot. This is just a quick shout out for anyone that is really fascinated by what Lawrence is talking about. You spoke about this a lot at the summit about the comfort zone and the safety zone. Mm. Um, so if people are listening and they want to hear more about that, I would definitely urge you to go to thewellnesscouch.com and um, and purchase the DVDs from the, from the Melbourne Summit because the whole discussion about comfort zone and safety zone, a lot of people think it is the same thing. But like you just said, like your safety zone, you know that your harness is done. It wasn't a question in New Zealand about safety. Yep. It was exactly. all about your own personal comfort. Yeah, and um, I, I learned that from you know reading a book um, by Seth Godin, and he talks about that safety zone where basically most most of us has put our comfort zone exactly as the safety zone. So yeah. when we think our comfort zone is that oh I can't do it because it's almost like life or death, but we yeah. know it's not life or death. Like jumping yeah. off that building, like yeah, if I jumped off the building no harness, then yeah, of course that's life or death. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in in a safety environment where you pay money to go and do this thing, yeah. you know, like chance, like ninety nine point nine percent, you know, that you're certain that the odds are in your favor. In your that favor, you'll but finish it a lot. exactly, yeah. but the fear is there. So let's talk about like overcoming adversity, right, and deciding whether you continue or not. Went on going to New Zealand, right? It was an exciting time for New Zealanders. Like these Kiwis, man, they were they were hooked onto sailing, right? So oh, I've never watched man. a sailing race in my life, and um, but you know, being 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 part of something, I actually went down to something a place called Shed Ten, and uh, basically Shed Ten was where um, one of the harbors where people were actually watching the America's Cup. America's Cup was held in San Francisco just recently, just in the last week. Over the last few weeks now, You're just bringing tears to Kiwis at the moment. I know all of these I Kiwis know. will be listening to this after last year. I mean, they're already crying out. I'm feeling for you guys. I'm feeling for you guys, right? But I mean, let's think about. Let's learn some lessons from it. So let's not like waste it. I think it's a really important thing. Like, so it was basically to set this up as that Team America. Or you know Oracle, I don't know if you can call it Team America. It's just really sorry, Americans, but there was only one American on that <laughs> boat. I think it was you know headed by an Team Australian, multicultural. Yeah, yeah, multicultural, headed by yeah. Australians. Um, but um, you know, and the Kiwi team, you know, so there's the two teams. They're fighting off this race, and when I got to New Zealand, New Zealand was winning eight to one. Okay, I don't know anything about racing, but basically all they had to do was win nine races. Okay, so they're up eight to one. Right, so the odds, like odds, are stacked against Team USA. So they have to win one race, and I was there for four days. I was watching it every single day, just so I can be part of something, a part of history. Because America's never lose, right? It's all you know. It's called the America's Cup for a reason. And so I think the last time I think Australia won was 1983, which is the you know was I think the first time uh, an outside team outside of America has actually won in 130 somewhat years ago, right? So that was pretty amazing. It was 30 years ago. Now, this time, they're up 8-1. You're thinking, it's any time now, any time. And they were actually, one time, they actually were winning. They were winning by a mile, but they didn't finish the course in time because there's not enough wind, and so they had to restart. It was ridiculous. It was like the amount of time, like just the... Just the odds were somehow the luck were just going against the Kiwi team. Now, just to kind of summarize this, because I only half an hour podcast, basically, America started coming back, winning one race at a time. Now, let's put it in perspective. If you were losing 8-1... Would you think you were going to win? Yeah, like, what are the chances? There's no... Uh, like, it's almost like no way, right? So, but, you know, these guys were professionals. So, what I'm saying to you is when the odds are stacked against you in terms of you pursuing your goal, you think that there's no way I can achieve that. There's no way I can pursue that dream. There's no way I can go after whatever I'm trying to go after because the odds are stacked against me. 
you have a choice at that point. Just like, you know, stepping on the edge, you can either choose, well, do I continue? Because that's my job, but this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm, this is what I'm built for. This is what I'm, my legacy to be. Do I keep going or do I just give up? And on this, and I don't think we're really going to get to the topic that we we had in mind, but this is fascinating stuff, LT. What I think of with this, when 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 times are tough or things are busy, the overwhelm of winning eight races is not what Team America or Team USA would have been focusing on. No, it's just chunking it down to just focus on this one race. That's right. And you know, we've all got things in our lives where it's like, oh, it's just too big. It's it it, it can't be done. It's too big. But it's only because we make that we make that chunk or that job or that you know that to do too big that we don't we never get it done because in our mind it's always too big. But the reason why Team USA won is because it was literally just one race at a time. They never thought about the eight races they had to catch up to win. They just thought about one race, and it's much easier to do. And I still cannot believe that New Zealand lost, but. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's 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 like the biggest. But it's it's a beautiful comeback. example of mindset, though, isn't it? Like you can see how Team New Zealand could be, and I know there's there'd be greater there'd be greater powers that be here that you know there's there's some there's obviously a reason why they've lost. But if you look at the mindset, I don't know much about um, you know the New Zealand team at all. But you could be forgiven for thinking that if you were winning eight one, you would actually be thinking about the celebration dinner and the celebration mm-hmm. night. Yeah, for sure. And and, and sports is a great, and we take talk about a lot of sports because I think sports is a great analogy of life and how the underdogs can really come back from things if they just put their mind to it. But it's not about winning the whole thing. It's about just one step at a time, like one more training at a time. You know what I mean? Like one more thing, just one step. It's not about the big goal. And I remember this quote someone said to me, like most, um, most successful people, like most successful people, all have a vision, right, in life. But their vision is not what they measure. Every day, they do not, do not measure themselves to their vision, okay? Because the vision is almost like the sun. You can't, it's it's, you can't chase after it. It's yeah. always going to be moving away from you. It's always yeah. moving west, and you can't chase it. It's always like you're chasing the horizon. It will never reach it, right, because it's always another day. And the thing is, though, what most successful people do is that they go after is how, am I moving closer today to that vision? Did I do the things I need to do to move closer towards that vision? And that's why they're successful is because they do things one step at a time. Because if you compared yourself, unsuccessful people say, so if they compared themselves to the vision every single day, you'd be a disappointment because basically uh, you failed every single day. Tell you what, can I just share a – this will sound um, – What's the word? Trivial, but just a, an example. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of Tap Out? Uh, it's like an MMA um, home exercise program. Okay. And um, the guys on the guys and the girls on there are in the best shape imaginable, mm-hmm. and a forty-five minute workout. And you're doing this workout, and you know I feel like I'm knocking on death's door. I just feel so out of shape doing it. Um, and you see, for you know, in using your example, the vision. You look at the the TV, and these guys they look like they're they look like they're just doing it easy. They're in absolutely great nick. Um, and if I just focused on them, if I focused on them, and all I thought about was them, I'd never feel like I was getting anywhere, because they're so far, or I'm so far from where they are. Yeah, that's the sun. If you if you you, you going back to your example, that's right. um, but every every session. 
makes me feel like I'm getting closer to what it is that I want to achieve with my health. Mm. And I think, you know, exercise, like you said, sport is a great analogy, but, you know, exercise as well. I mean, so many people don't bother exercising or improving their diet because all they think about is the 20 kilos overweight that they are rather than one exercise session or improving one breakfast or one lunch or one dinner. They just uh, refuse to see it for um, one piece in a puzzle rather than a whole puzzle. Mm. Well, it's, it's it, anything in life is, is that's worthwhile is going to take a bit of time. It's it's like you know um, you know sporting interest is great. I love sporting analogies, but think about your your business. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, it's like sure, there's going to be downtimes. There's going to be times where it's like all the struggles in the world. It's just almost like I just really give up. Like it's just like it's just way too hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know what? At the end of the day, yeah, sometimes it's important to give up. It is. Um, and, and Seth Godin wrote this book called, um, I can't remember what it was called, but he talks about this thing called a cul-de-sac. And I'm not sure if you guys know what a cul-de-sac is, but a cul-de-sac. It's the top of a road. And it's the top of a road where it's basically the end of the road and just it's like it's a dead end, right? And if a project is hits a dead end, like a cul-de-sac, you got to know when to quit. Yeah. And that's wisdom, isn't it? It is wisdom. But if you if your project has some some benefit to it you know there's not a cul-de-sac you know if you just push through it that it's going to create massive gains for you then you know what it's important that we are going to be able to push through that cul-de-sac so i think that's really important to, to kind of consider and look at yeah and that's and as you say i tell you it's just wisdom to know when to stop and wisdom to know when to take a seat back and reset and replan that's right. So here, here's the here's the the takeaway that you want to to leave here with, with from this podcast. Number one is that even when you are stuck in your most critical moment where there's stress, then you know what? At the end of the day, you have to make that decision at that time whether you decide to step off and continue on or you back off. But you got to ask the question: Is it worth? What is it? What what's the consequences of me stepping off? Am mm. I just going to stay within that comfort zone, or do I need to push forward to actually get accomplished to get you know accomplished to whatever I need to do to finish, you know, whatever I started with? Because you know what, so by not giving up and just doing the next thing, hitting those milestones one step at a time, is what's going to get you accomplished to climb that mountain. It's one step at a time. I remember climbing the mountains. I was in New Zealand like oh, seven years ago, and I was in this mountain. I had to climb. And this mountain with Mark Postles and his group, oh, my God, it was killer. Like, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, it was pouring rain. I was like, like, there's no more energy left. But, you know, all I could think of was, you know, just one step, one foot in front of the other, you know, just keep on going. And hours later, it's like, yeah, you know, I made it to the top. But it was just that focus, not forgetting about the top. Like, if you look it up, that mountain is like, that's just so far. Too big. It's way too big. It's about just putting one foot at a time and can I get there eventually? I think that's the most important lesson. I love it. Love it, LT. Yep. So listen, I want to end off with this quote because I think this quote kind of sums it all. We all kind of know Muhammad Ali, um, one of the greatest champions of all of all time. And I love this quote because it kind of sums up exactly what we've just been talking about. He says, I quote, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. And that's the most perfect quote, I think, you know, to end this particular episode. So I love for you guys to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash inside the champions mind, find us there, like it, 
and share your comments below this one and where you have come overcoming um, adversity and how you've actually challenged yourself um, within your comfort zone and beat the odds and can continue to keep on fighting to kind of create the legacy that you want. I want you to go listen to this on the wellness couch and tell other people, like if you believe this podcast is worth um, other people listening to to listen to and actually change their mindset and create a better life for themselves and get people out of medi- mediocrity, then I, will, I urge you to tell your friends, you tell your family, and go to iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. And more importantly, give us a, a rating that you think that we deserve and leave a comment there. It will be greatly appreciated. So this is Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating and helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you. This is Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. We'll see you on the next episode. Hi, Brett Hill from That Paleo Show and The Wellness Guys here. Well, the Facebook buzz after the Wellness Summit has just been unbelievable. Deborah said the summit was inspiring and empowering. Jen Fellows said she learned so much amazing information that she thought her brain was going to explode. Well, hold on to your hat, because if you miss the summit, guess what? We recorded the entire lot so that you can have the summit in your living room forever. So to order the Wellness Summit 10 DVD home study program for just 197 bucks, simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.